0: of Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Wisconsin. Here is Trinity's
1: Rick Adams and Pastor Carl Landbauer.
2: Welcome back, everybody. Rick Adams here, Director of Discipleship at Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt. And I want to welcome you to the end of our fifth week of podcasts on the stories that Jesus told. Uh, We're already in the middle of July. Summer is just whipping past us. Today, we find ourselves in another gospel. We're not in Luke 13 for the first time all week. We are in Luke 5. I'm here with Pastor Carl Leyenbauer. Hi, Rick. And Angela Axman. Hello, Rick. And we, as I said, we're in Luke 5, verses 36 to 39. Uh, we're going to be looking at kind of a an interesting and maybe not immediately understandable analogy here that Jesus makes with garments and patches Wine skins, Pastor Carl, take it away.
1: Let's read it. Jesus also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from a new garment and puts it on an old garment. If he does, he will tear the new, and the piece from the new will not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wine skins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins, and it will be spilled, and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wine skins. And no one, after drinking old wine, desires new. For he says, the old is good.
2: We went through this parable as a Saturday morning men's Bible study a few months ago. And I think this is one of those parables where context is everything. I think um, the, the disciples, the Pharisees had come and asked Jesus about fasting. Why Did John's disciples, John the Baptist's disciples fast and your disciples do not fast? And then Jesus launches into this parable to try to explain uh, why things are different necessarily with his disciples versus John's set.
1: Yeah, well, Jesus gives them a straight answer first. He said, well, straight in our minds when he says the wedding guests, they're not going to fast while the bridegroom is with them. I'm right here. Yeah. And so now is not the time for fasting. Right, and then that's when he leads into this, to this parable, uh, which is really about the fact that Jesus isn't—you—you you can't patch him into your life. He's going to have to change everything.
2: Right, yeah. And his idea, as we've been learning this week with the kingdom of heaven, it—it it does not fit the—the the model of what. Israel was expecting what the Jews were expecting the kingdom of God to be. The coming of the Messiah Mm -hmm. was supposed to be, in their minds, somebody militarily strong who would bring about an earthly kingdom that would restore prominence to the children of Israel like they hadn't seen since the days of King David. And Jesus, as he told Pontius Pilate in his trial, my kingdom is not of this world. So it was a a reorienting of their understanding of what it meant to be in the kingdom.
1: Yeah, it re- what you're saying reminds me of when Jesus is, is talking about John the Baptist and, and throws in that comment, Blessed is the one who does not fall away on account of me right. because he is so counter to the expectation, which is, I mean, there's a variety of different expectations because it's a, a diverse enough culture that people are think, looking for different things, but everybody's looking for power. Everybody's looking for. A clear, here's the righteous one blessing the righteous people kind of a thing. And instead, we get parables like this week where there's a mustard seed and it's tiny and small and easily missed. And yet that's the the event of the crucifixion that changes the world. And we get weeds and tares that grow together instead of there being this clear distinction between the righteous and the wicked. And so Jesus is running counter to to expectations again and again.
2: Sure. I think... Uh, when you talk about how, like, um, a new patch on an old wineskin, or I might have that backwards, old patch on a new wineskin? No, a new patch, it's old wineskin. Wine wine yeah. yeah. The old there are examples of, of the, the teachings of Jesus that just didn't fit, that just didn't fit the mindset. And as we've seen in earlier podcasts, one example would be when Jesus reaches out to the woman at the well and uh ministers to and teaches the samaritans blows the minds of the disciples what are we doing here in samaria mm-hmm. we could have gone around um that's one example of uh something that's that's not fitting their concept um jesus becoming the the servant messiah rather than the conquering messiah mm-hmm.
1: yeah so and there's a lot of ways in which jesus Challenges the the expectation, um, not least of which that he's actually God. That just crossed my mind. That nobody's expecting that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, um, so he's both too much a servant and too much a lord at the same time for for expectations. But to to get a little closer here to the parable, uh, there's there's this kind of expectation that the messiah is going to fit into the way that we expect things to work among the pharisees who are you know their their disciples are fasting and all these religious people the expectation is well the messiah should be pretty much like us good people except maybe even more good and he should certainly be running around giving us gold stars and pats on the back for how well we're doing and jesus is doing nothing of the sort
0: right i think these this is a difficult one because it's so so intellectual like I can I can understand tearing a piece from a new garment why would you have a new garment and then rip it to Mm -hmm. you know to fix your old garment why Mm -hmm. don't you just keep the new garment Mm -hmm. you know and throw the old one away (laughs) right so I you know I get that as a human being and I get the wine skin because like I just had in my car the other day I had a Tupperware container that had a protein shake in it that I had Finished, and I closed it up and I left it in my car, not thinking it's gonna bake all day. Mm-hmm. When I came back, it had popped off, and all the leftover from inside was spattered everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now my husband knows that that happened to my car, but anyway, <laughs> um, so I get I get the new wine skins because the new wine and the old skin, it's the got wine's yeah. fermenting, it's growing, and it. That skin's not gonna stretch so I get those things and I keep wanting to apply you know uh, something like Jesus is the new garment and Mm -hmm. the old garment is the Old Testament or Mm -hmm. I have a hard time like making it fit so that I yeah yeah really understand
2: it especially when why where wine is concerned old is usually better
0: Which they even say that at the end. I mean, that's at the end here. Who who drinks old wine and then wants new stuff?
1: So I I think you can, uh, in some ways, I think application today is easier for me than trying to get back into the minds in the first century and think about how they would have first heard this. But there's a lot of situations in which I'll, I'll be in conversation with somebody who's, you know, I want Jesus to work on this part of my life, you know, this square inch of it. And in conversation, it becomes evident you need Jesus to change everything about the way that you see the world. Right? You can't just patch Him in. You need the transformation that comes from a relationship that's built on grace and in which Jesus is Lord of everything. And so, uh, the I find myself, you know, wanting to say, uh, somebody says, you know, I want to I want to work on my marriage. Well, I tell people I I don't do that. I don't do counseling. The only thing i help people work on is their relationship with Jesus. And that will change everything in your life if you're willing to engage in that. And the first step then is to grow in your spiritual maturity. That's where we're going to start. And it's going to be a, a let's lay a new foundation for the way I think about myself as a child of God and as someone who is loved and lives by grace. And once you have that foundation, guess what? Grace happens in your marriage and good things come. But if, I, if you just want like, well, I just want to take this this one passage and apply it you're you're missing out on a lot of things and often exactly what he describes here the patch tears away it doesn't stay it, it because i was mm-hmm. just trying to fit him in mm-hmm. to a part part of my life instead of to let him have the whole thing mm-hmm.
2: it's another an another example of that is when we try to take aspects of the way most people see Christianity is that it's just another one of many religions, right? And mm-hmm. religions all kind of get lumped into the category of man's best attempt to reach up to God. But Christianity does not allow itself to be put into that right. category. It's, it's an entirely upside down way of looking at God's relationship with man and man's with God. And so I think that sometimes when we try to take aspects of other world religions and superimpose them upon Christianity... It's the same thing as what you're describing of taking a, a patch and inappropriately applying mm-hmm. it so if we're if we're going to start talking about our own works righteousness or that we can feel mm-hmm. our way to God you know through mm-hmm. transcendental meditation or just um,
1: right and
2: th- pick your world religion <laughs> yeah what you're describing and,
1: is is ubiquitous it happens yeah. there, there's sort of a, a Christian, uh, veneer that gets painted over right. uh, an existing religion. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of those things that in, in mission work, in like mission fields and other cultures and things, it's something to watch out for Absolutely. that you end up with just a, a version of their paganism that has Jesus as another pagan god or something like that. And it
2: becomes neo Christian.
1: Yes. Instead of Christian. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So is it with the wine and the wineskins, is, is the new wine like the gospel and the old wine? the the law and with jesus coming the law he's fulfilled the law so we don't you're not bound to that for your salvation anymore you're you have a new a new life in christ and and that doesn't fit the living living in christ and and having him cover over your sins doesn't fit in the keeping of the law
1: i would i would maybe go like a layer deeper than that that it's actually my approach to god that's reflected in that so the new wine is the uh, uh, and a, a relationship with god that's built on grace mm-hmm.
2: the old wine is a relationship with god that's built yeah. on my own. okay obedience. okay, it's, okay. It's, yeah that's it's really what, what
0: that's what i was trying to galatians say
2: galatians is all about with paul mm-hmm. addressing the judaizers who were trying to super to impose upon gentile believers old testament rituals and mm-hmm. traditions mm-hmm. circumcision dietary laws and everything else and paul was like no you're you're missing the whole point it's grace we're all saved by grace through faith
1: yeah yeah and that last sentence too about no one after drinking old wine desires new for he says the old is good Mm -hmm. that's yeah the the people who didn't didn't do well with jesus were the ones who were pretty happy with the old wine, right? They lived, The Pharisees lived really good legalistic lives. They looked in the mirror. They were better than everybody else. And so they want, didn't want Jesus. The old is good. And so I think the, the the better we are at sort of that legalistic self-righteousness, the the more likely we are to say, i do not interested in anything new. What I've got going is working for me and until maybe, it doesn't.
2: Maybe the, the thing about Jesus' new wine is it never gets old. Mm. It's always new wine. Mm. Because of the eternal aspect of everything that Jesus is instituting. Mm. Right? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm, just, I'm you know, aged wine. People usually like
2: aged wine, so I don't yeah. know if that is that a good thing?
1: <laughs> yes it's a good thing because it's jesus i just yeah. don't i just may be taking the metaphor jesus can make too far. new
2: wine taste even better than old well wine. it well he does right <laughs> yeah. in kid in cana right. john yeah, chapter two that's exactly. brand new wine is the best they've ever tasted yeah forgot all about that yeah I mean, that, what a perfect example of new wine yeah totally beating anything yeah. that existed yeah. yeah all right well uh here we are the end of uh, another week and at the end of these parables of the kingdom this has been a little bit of a heavier lift this week hasn't it talking about these parables
1: yeah it's a little bit a little bit more challenging to, yeah to every day kind of spin the mind a new direction and
2: we don't know how you guys feel about these parables from your end of hearing these podcasts but this was challenging for us this week yeah I had to work a little harder a little harder yeah but we we hope that uh, we were able to uh Bring some new understandings to you, or at least give you uh, the motivation to dig deeper on your own. Um, and I guess I, we probably we don't do this enough, but we we do want to extend an invitation to all of you to reach out and ask questions to us if if there's anything that um, that you're not understanding or a comment that you might want to make to anything that we've said, you know we all have uh, emails that you can reach us at. Angela, you probably...
0: I do have an email. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know if I have answers yes, we for we, anybody. We, 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 we want to uh, know more about that protein maybe you shake. Maybe Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what flavor was it? <laughs> so anyway, uh, we just want to thank you again for being with us, and we, we ask you to join us again on Monday as we get into the next week of podcasts, but this is a weekend of worship, and so we hope to see you all in the Lord's house either tonight or tomorrow morning. May God bless your weekend.